Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. Hi, I'm Jorge Luna. I'm Brittany Pacheco. I'm Frank Cooper. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome, <laughs> guys, to another edition of the Watchers in the Basement. Uh, as you can see, we've got the uh, tag team duo of uh, George Luna, Frank Cooper, on the same screen. So this is a uh, Watchers history right now that you're witnessing. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, we appreciate it. But if you're but if you're listening and you'd like to see this, we're available on YouTube. Just find our YouTube channel, we're the Watchers in the Basement, so you can see this momentous oh, people want to see our beautiful faces yeah <laughs> right so guys today we're here to talk about the third episode of loki the title of the episode was lamentous and as we learn lamentous is the name of a doomed uh moon or a planet that they visit um before we go you know beat by beat with the the episode what did y'all think about it overall i'm going to start with george and then george you can go to you and frank can can, can go yeah uh i was disappointed that it was so damn short like i looked at the runtime for this episode i was like how is there only 12 minutes left and if, i feel like not a lot of stuff happened so honestly it was my least favorite episode so far but we did learn a little bit but i don't know what you think right? yeah I, I it felt incomplete it felt like it it felt like it was just one long scene on a planet. That's what it felt like to me. I, I didn't see much advancement in the storyline. Um, I'm hoping that it picks up in episode four, five, and six because I didn't, I didn't get that, that pizzazz, that feeling of, of character development that I got in the previous two episodes. I mean, we learned a little bit more about, you know, is it Shelby? Sylvie, Sylvie, aka yeah. Loki. But um, other than that, it, I felt the episode was very stagnant uh, on Lamentis, the planet or Moon Planet. Yeah. Brittany, what do you think? I have to agree. It wasn't my favorite episode. I feel like it was just a lot of talky-talky and it really just didn't have any real sustenance to it other than just like a few little things here and there. Um, There are parts of the show that I did quite enjoy and that's of course, you know, Tom Hiddleston being Tom Hiddleston, not so much just Loki, but Tom. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, not my favorite episode thus far. And and we're halfway through the season. So uh, I hope we, we get a little bit more uh, beyond this point. But what did you think, Justin? So I, I agree with you all. I think it's probably the third best of the three. Um, but what I liked about it, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about last week, is to me, this one was very straightforward and easy for me to follow. Like it was, it was very much like, Hey, like we've got these two main characters. We're going to explain this new character that we that we, you know, got last week. And I, I like that part of it. Um, the ending of it, I, I kind of, you know, I question like where it's going, but, uh, I did like that. It was straightforward and easy to follow. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's, let's get into the, uh, the, the episode and, you know, I'm going to start out with something. I'm not sure if anybody else noticed this and maybe, maybe it's all over the internet and I just, I haven't been looking cause I don't want to be spoiled, but in the opening scene, you have uh, lady Loki, or as we learn her name later is uh, Sylvie and she's mm-hmm. uh, the enchantress basically. But the scene open, the, the show opens with a scene where she's in a restaurant with the young female uh, TVA soldier that yeah. she kidnapped in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting on a dinner and maybe I'm crazy, but over uh, Lady Loki's shoulder, it looks like 
Ralph Boner, aka Evan Peters, was seated in a table. Did y'all notice that? Yeah, I heard about that on online. I read, I saw a close-up photo, and it, it does look like it. It looks a lot like him, and I'm thinking, you know, they 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 later on in the show they explain that obviously this this TVA soldier was on earth and they were very much on earth as was Ralph Boner. So there's like connecting, connecting the shows, you know, Mm -hmm. that was the most interesting thing. Like in this whole episode to me was that they're actual human beings and they had a life before they turned in or the TVA brainwashed them or their variants or whatever they did to them. They had a life before it. And that answered my question because I thought they were created specifically for that purpose. So yeah, uh, I was glad we learned that. But yeah, Justin, like we saw that guy in the. I don't know if it's like they're doing it on purpose because in episode one there was a chick that looked like Peggy Carter that walked in the back. Yeah. The time that time door, and then the second one we had the lady that looked like uh, the chick from WandaVision. I forgot Wanda. her name. Agatha. 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 Yeah. And now we got this guy, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, th- this guy, it definitely, I, mean, I thought it was him for sure. I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't, but yeah. man, it's a, I mean, this guy's a dead ringer for Evan Peters. So, yeah. I don't know. So, I that was interesting. I didn't notice that up until you guys just talked about it right now. So, after, yeah. you know, looking it up to see, I, I can, it's not a like clear shot that from what I'm looking at, but yeah, there's, there's a striking resemblance. So, yeah, for, he's, he's out of focus, but you can, yeah. but the thing is, you can see him and you can see him more than you normally can see people who are just like out of focus. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, not that I want to get into a rabbit hole of stuff. Cause with these shows, we've learned that, that you know, most of the time these shows are just going to be about what they're going to be about. They're not going to be about others, you know, setting right. up other stuff, but that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So something I have a question for y'all, maybe y'all can help me with the, the, uh, and I keep saying lady Loki, but let's just call her the variant. Why does she have one horn? She's got like the crown uh, of. It was like an odd to the comic books. There's mm-hmm. like a comic book series where they have a, I forgot it was like a Loki comic book, and one of the the characters has a horn broken. Okay. So I think it's just Did, a nod to that. But yeah, when Loki had the horns, he had two horns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. But his his headpiece of the horns, the horns are much larger mm-hmm. um, than what we see with with the variant here, or Lady Loki or Sylvie, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, but George is right. Yes, the this is a nod to the comic. I believe it's Loki, Agent of Asgard. Um, so that's that's why we see okay. this headpiece with a missing horn. Okay. Yeah. It's, it. I mean, it was cool. I just didn't know if it'd been explained yet or what the reasoning was. Um, you know the the first part of the episode, you see Loki and he's following this variant through the TVA building. So it's kind of weird how like last week's episode they jump into the portal or whatever yeah and they end mm-hmm. up back at the tva building i thought that was kind of i i wouldn't have, like if you asked me to predict it i would have said they were off on some crazy planet like they end up yeah. on later in the episode but for them to be back there obviously it shows you that she knows i mean she knows where the timekeepers are because that's what the the female soldier told her and mm-hmm. it seems like the the timekeepers are at the the tva office is that did mm-hmm. y'all get that too which is odd to me. If you if you like omnipotent gods of time, why would you just be at the same base that all your minions are working at? Wouldn't you be like being like some pie in the sky or like somewhere far well, away from the actual could it, base? 
could it be because of what was revealed in this episode that everyone that works at the TVA is a variant? So could it be that the the timekeepers needed to be in the place where all these variants are being kept in order for the magic or whatever to to you know take hold and to keep you know that way you know if, if that wasn't the case then everyone would just be running amok and you know yeah. freaking out well if you're if you're the, the three guys that create the three guys or gals that created time i just feel like i just feel like that's just so like like you need these guys to be around in order for this match to happen like if you created time itself or, or the essence of time i just i just feel like you should be more omnipotent than than that that's why I think they don't exist. Like I, I don't think like they're they're not real or someone's controlling them does make it seem like they're there. That makes that, sense. That's what I was getting to because if you notice on like the previously on, they really focused on that one that looks like Kane the Conqueror. They they, yeah. they showed that part yeah. again. Yeah. And I wonder like if if they're just some like figurehead for someone else. You yeah, know? I think so. Because um, in the first episode, they, they zoom into that face specifically too, like right behind the judge. And right. in the mm -hmm. episode, they do a close-up as well. So I, I think you're right, Dustin. I think it might be like a little clue of what's to come. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it was um, <clears throat> interesting to see just the different dynamics of how Sylvie operates in the TVA versus Loki. Loki already has spent some time there. He knows that his powers don't work inside those walls. Sylvie didn't know that. Um, but I, I do appreciate how we saw Loki get his daggers and he do he does his little flip thing, you know, like what we saw in, I think it was Ragnarok. Um, so that was cool to see you know, him use the daggers and the fight scenes and, and things like that, but they were not successful to going through the gold elevators to get up to the timekeepers. So, you know, I don't know if that'll be an attempt that they make in the future um, and be successful, but I, for what it was, um, I did appreciate seeing um, just those little nods in regards to Loki with the daggers. That was, that was fun to see again. So I think those elevators are like, they're, they're important. Like the elevator, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but if you notice there was different floors and they all had different symbols, like you don't yeah. know what each one could be. Like yeah. there was a Miss Minutes like little sign. So what, what would happen yeah. if you press that? So and another, another point I wanna make. So if Morbius doesn't save Loki in his little time variant trial, it means the, the TVA would have had a God wiped of his memory as a TVA agent. What I'm assuming. Hmm. Interesting. Because That's like interesting. Because in episode one, they're talking about how he would have got wiped. Yeah. And 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 Loki, Loki's thinking about, oh, would you have killed me? I'm thinking he would have got wiped and he's would have been a TVA agent with no memories of his of his of his former life. So like just think about like what possible these other TVA variants were in their previous life. Yeah. With some gods as well, with some powerful beings from other planets. You know, I mean, right? We, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, it's I, I very, consider that. Yeah, it's what very interesting. Walking around there, like as as <laughs> some timeline Thanos is walking around the TVA. He's a mail clerk. He's a mail clerk, just like well, a bunch of penny stones that he has no memory of from his former life. Oh God, <laughs> he's he's the one who uses them as paperweights. Right? He'll be a that'll be a mind fuck. Sorry, this is a living room next door. So I can't like curse her. Right. Oh God. So, anyway, so the variant and uh, Loki they use the Tim pad, 
to travel to Lamentus. Lamentus won in the year 2077. It's a doomed moon. It's about to crash into another planet or another planet's about to crash into it. I got very like very much like Krypton uh, Krypton kind of vibes with that place. <laughs> um, I got to ask y'all like a, a Tim pad. How, how does it compare price wise with an iPad or maybe Microsoft <laughs> Surface? I mean, the NFL, they use the Microsoft <laughs> Surface. We know that um, they do. They do. I, mean, I don't know. It didn't look impressive to me. I'm thinking like, you know, for a future time, like I just want to know. I want to know that how long the battery lasts, because to me, that's what yeah. just, you know, that's how I'm going to decide what kind of device I'm I'm going to use. You know, do I need to keep charge all the time? Go ahead. I said it's going to last long enough, apparently. That's true. That's yeah, very true. And that's a good point by you, Brittany, to bring up the the, the battery life because the the tempad is run down, and so now they're they're you know now they're on this new planet they're trying to find a, re, a place to recharge the uh the battery which it apparently um, it requires a huge source of yeah, massive power source power and and i'm like for that itty bitty little thing but then in fairness you are traveling through time and stuff like that so yes that's that's fine um i don't know if they make like a power bank you know for these guys you know to you know charge it on the go like i'm right you know i'm I've got a great one that I use. Maybe they can use it too. Anyway, moving on. Lamentus. <laughs> this episode seemed very uncharacteristically reckless, like more than usual. Typically, when Loki has a when Loki has a, um, a mission in mind, he has a singular focus of like being mischievous, deceiving to get to his goal. And like, you know, there's a, there's a apocalyptic event about to happen on this moon planet where everybody dies, including you and Sylvie gonna be off this planet. And he gets drunk and starts singing songs. Like it, it, it doesn't, something doesn't add up. Was he shook about the whole love question? Was he shook about, you know, questioning his very existence? I, you know, I, I don't know, but like for him to get, for him to get so recklessly drunk and like get thrown off the, the, the train, along with Sylvie it just seemed like that, that that was very unlucky to me well but remember they knew that this was like an apocalyptic apocalyptic planet so they know that anything that they do there is not going to change the turn of events you know that planet would still be destroyed and and all that now. like that's different now they could die on this planet because the, right. the right. is working. so like it's, it's not like when they're when him and Morbius was at Pompeii and like they had an out they have no out now because the tempad is literally. Do you think it's really broken? Because I, I, I think he's messing with it. I think so too. I think he's because on purpose to try and get more out of her to learn his enemy and learn like more about her. See, I was thinking that too, but then like when the arc exploded in an episode, that seemed like the last resort with the planet, but to crash the moon or with the other planet. Like, does he have a grand plan last last second to save the day? But this is Loki. I mean, he is the god of mischief. Let's keep in mind because the fact that when he did uh, use his magic to to hide the tempad, he ultimately said that it's in his heart or whatever. And Sylvie was like, "Well, then I'll carve it out of you." But when he he you know brings it back out after he's thrown out of the train, he brings it out from behind him. So I'm wondering whether or not it's the actual real thing, or did he just like conjure up something that resembles what it was supposed to be it's just broken i don't know like i i truthfully don't know but 
he could be playing the part. Uh, I agree with George to some degree about the fact that maybe he's just trying to learn more about Sylvie and, and what have you. And, uh, you know, keep your friends close, enemy closer kind of thing. So I think, I, Mor- I think Morbis next episode saves him last minute. I oh, think, yeah. I, I think Morbis finds them. This is, this is one thing that was kind of weird. If Loki can create anything, why the hell didn't he just make up a ticket? This is also true. <laughs> well i mean i mean george ticket fraud is obviously a very serious crime and we don't we we don't want to encourage any of our gods who are listening to do that kind of stuff (laughs) no but before we get too far away from it uh to address the uh the the drinking and stuff with loki remember he's as guardian remember thor throwing back beers like it's nothing yeah they just get down like that in in asgard i think i think that's just the way it is so Yeah. Another. Yeah. Yeah. But the difference between Thor and Loki, Thor wasn't his back was against the wall of a planet about to explode or collide with another planet. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, there was a lack of sense of urgency. I I agree with you. I mean, (laughs) it was it was very reminiscent of Army of the Dead, where people are like having these long, deep conversations. It's like you're in a city full of you know zombies, and the world's about to end, and you're like telling emotional crap that doesn't matter. Like, keep it moving keep it moving let me just say going back to loki getting drunk and singing that was my most favorite part of this episode tom hiddleston being tom hiddleston and singing and as guardian as what the captions was saying he can carry a tune you know and he he likes to be the life of the party apparently and and i was enjoying that scene very very much and um yeah i don't know why they chose to throw that in there but I enjoyed it. Not mad about it. Just saying. Tom Hiddleston, you can sing to me anytime you feel like it as Guardian or in English. I don't care. <laughs> Just come sing to me. Okay. <laughs> so, great. I have a question for you. Um, mm. Tom, Tom Hiddleston or Cumberbatch? Ooh. Uh, yes. I yeah. figured it's much. No, but- one, one of each, please. Yes. Who do you think is a better actor? Um, you know, that's a really, that's a really good question. I, I, they each are great in their own respect. Obviously they are, they're both in Marvel. Um, that's a really tough question. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Cause Hiddleston I love is so much more likable. It's not even close. Okay. Like you're just like, mad about Sherlock. Okay. That's what you're mad about. You're just mad I about have, Sherlock. I haven't seen, uh, Tom Hiddleston in anything else other than Loki. He was in, I, uh, the King Kong movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never watched uh, Kong. No, Kong Skull Island is actually yeah. good. It's, it's like one. of those four movies, it's like the actual good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, never saw it. Yeah, sorry. He's, he's been in a few other, obviously, a few other things. Um, I know he was in Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson. Frank, I sent you that video of, of Tom doing his impersonation of Owen Wilson, and it was freaking spot on. I'm not allowed. That was pretty spot. That was spot on. That was spot yeah. on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're kind of, you know, digrading a little bit. Um, but going back to this episode, what one other reveal that we for sure got was that both Sylvie and Loki are bisexual, which is, I think, like a really big thing in this day and age, especially with Disney, you know, um, kind of just putting that out there. You know, the question about... Loki, you know, uh, I took it as he, as he, as he asked about the question. No. 
No, uh, because Sylvie asks Loki if he's ever been in a relationship with a would-be princess or perhaps another prince. And he's just like, he's just like, you know, perhaps, you know, yeah. So does it say a little bit, a little like a little bit of because it, it makes it sound like they both have done that. They both yeah. have, yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, I mean, he says so he responds with a bit of both. I suspect yeah, the same right. as you, but nothing ever. She goes real you know love is a mischief is mischief then so they both admit that they've been into you know same sex opposite sex but nothing serious so yeah that was a that was a pretty big thing you know again yeah i mean i i saw a few weeks ago that tom hiddleston like he he admitted or whatever that like loki is like gender fluid in yes we 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 figured that out for so yeah a couple of episodes ago yeah so yeah, that's yeah, even that... on the end credits like when you see the different um stills go by and it's loki's like profile and it said yeah. sex and it said fluid so yeah uh, okay he's okay, he's, yeah. he's bi i need i need to be more i need to pay more attention be more observant i never watch i always fast forward to the credits to see when they're post credits <laughs> yeah um i know that with every uh end credit now for every episode there's something that changes um, either some like a poster type thing or just other piece of information. I haven't really quite kept up with it, but I do know for a fact that they do change some things in the uh, credits. So that's something to be on the lookout for for future. Well, but in all seriousness, though, shout out to Disney for being very um, open and inclusive of all people because yes. tell you what, man, Walt Disney himself was a racist piece of shit. And for them, <laughs> 90 years later, to be, you know, Pretty much the opposite of what Walt Disney was. I, I give them all the credit in the world, man. So Bob Iger and Fike, you know, those guys, man, shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Get with the times and, you know, it, there, there are different people out there. And hey, we, we got to love them all. That's all I'm going to say about that. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to that, that conversation that you just referenced, uh, Brittany. So we learned a lot about, you know, Sylvie. Obviously, she's the enchantress because she uses the word enchant or enchantment like in every sentence there for a while. So we, you know, they definitely hammered home that point. But I do. It's an interesting part to me, and maybe I don't understand. But they talk about their mother, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know, I, you know, he knew Loki knew his mother, saw her die, you know, through the in the first episode. But then she says she barely remembers her mother. So. Mm-hmm. So is is she truly a variant of Loki or not? That's what I don't understand. Like, aren't aren't variants the same? You're the same person. You're just different in a different world or timeline. Or am I wrong about that? Like upbringing and stuff like that. Like, if there was like that Hulk uh, Loki variant that we saw in like the little uh, things, I don't think that he'd have a the same life as Loki did. Yeah, yeah. his origin would be his origin would be totally yeah, different. This Loki, yeah. I think yeah. okay but because I, I thought of wouldn't, wouldn't a variant still look like loki though that's that's what i'm saying like no no okay no that, that, because i guess i don't understand that part of it then referring to what george's talking about when they were doing the debrief you saw the frost giant loki i mean loki yes he's of the jodenheim he is Loki's son but like he's never been truly a full-on frost giant no different than what george said about like hulk loki and trickster loki and viking loki i mean okay. they're all different you know 
personas yeah. of, of Loki. So yeah, I think they would all have like different origin stories, if you will. Because of the fact that it seemed like Sylvie didn't know that this Loki is a prince of Asgard or, you know, things like that. Yeah, so. they, even, they even have different powers. Because yeah. from, mm-hmm. from what I understand, Loki doesn't enchant. He can't enchant. Right. So. Right. So, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so just kind of moving the story along, uh, the, the two meet, they, they go to this like woman's home and she has like this like cannon that's a, like it looks like a triangle or something and she shoots them. Uh, but then they from there they learn that um, they're trying to find this power source. The only way to th- there's going to be an evacuation uh, vessel that's going to leave this dying planet, and uh, she tells them, you know, you got to get on the train to get to the Ark to you know to evacuate or whatever. And Loki determines that hey, like that's where we should try to recharge the Tim Pad. Um, and then we've already talked about you know what happens on the on the train uh what did y'all think about when loki became one of the train guys like it was like to me uh, he did it like right out in front of everybody like wouldn't people go hey you look totally different three seconds ago you know what i mean like there some of that stuff was like i don't know i I didn't understand it i don't think people are truly as observant as they claim to be they got other stuff to worry about yeah yeah like a planet colliding with their planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but if you're if you're in line though, like you would notice the person next to you. Like if they like tried to cut line or if they suddenly like change who they were or what they look like, you'd be like, that's that's weird. Well, I mean, Loki is a massive illusion. So yeah. maybe yeah, that's true. Maybe no one saw it yeah. when, he, when he transformed. Yeah. And the fact that they were both kind of bickering about like whose plan or you know what's gonna be better. They ultimately had to work together. You know, Loki, his plan worked to a degree by disguising himself as like one of the guards or whatever. But the enchantress had to use her powers to make the guy, you know, believe that hey, they needed to get on that that train without any tickets. Which I still think was kind of silly. You know, like if this is a guard, your fellow colleague, like why would you ask for a ticket? Like that's just dumb. But and and Justin, go back to your point about nobody noticing remember when the lady with the cannon yeah he changed right in front of her into her, her long lost love and she normally she caught she caught on because she was too nice so she right. he didn't she she didn't see him change right. so i think it just goes on with the illusion that that look can like blind people with, with his projections and his illusions but i don't think she saw him period before that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like because no she heard him right 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 yeah but the very yeah was in front okay um so on the train loki and sylvie get they get into a fight with the uh with the guards um loki's new plan is basically to hijack the ark and just somehow make sure it gets off the moon but then there's a moment whenever everything's going bad where you see that he like he cares about these people on this planet that basically they're going to be left for dead that was kind of interesting part for me because i i I wasn't expecting it like he's kind of become he was kind of the hero you know what i mean that's what he was kind of acting like what you'll think about that yeah i think with loki is in such a short time span i mean we don't know how much time has passed the time he took he took the test right at the time he, he's with the tba but like he's seen his mother die on screen he's seen his father his father die on screen 
he's he's seen Ragnarok blow up on screen. He, you know, I mean, even though he even though he kind of left it up with Pompeii being destroyed, but like he's seen a lot of death over the last you know few weeks or few days that he's been in TVA and now. So I think I think that softens you up a little bit. That brings a little perspective to you that you know. And then on top of that, his powers were pretty much neutralized in the TVA. So he, for the first time, probably in his whole life, he felt small, like he didn't feel like a god. So I think that I think that really brings a sense of um, humility when you see all these events happen in front of your eyes. And then on top of that, he saw his own death as well, you know, uh, at the hands of Thanos too. So I think that humanizes you a little bit. Yeah. You know, on on that note, Frank, and this is just like, you know, uh, you know, going a different direction real fast. But the fact that the last bit of the film of Loki's life wasn't it didn't end when Thanos like broke his neck it ended with Thor you know mourning over Loki's body so to say like that's the last thing that Loki ever actually felt you know before completely dying is is a very interesting notion because the fact that like you would see him again as this mischievous individual who only thinks of himself and what have you but that he actually felt like love from someone else you know and that was his brother thor obviously so um yeah but you're right loki has seen a lot of death destruction if you will and and by the fact that he has to change plans in order to get off this planet because the supposed um time pad whatever the crap that that stuff's called is broken i'm still not convinced it really is because he said it's in one place but then he pulled it from a different place but anyway he changes course and it might meet mean the end of his life as as well as sylvie's you know right so i forgot the point that i was trying to make here sorry but the fact that you know we we they're trying to still survive but you know constant destruction is going around him and it almost seemed like he wanted to maybe help these other people in a way but like I don't know Sylvie is all about herself it seems she doesn't want Loki's help she doesn't trust him but Loki is still trying to you know be on her side in a way but we obviously know there's something else up to sleep but at the same time he's also trying to do the right thing and be a good person possibly I'm not sure you think, you think with Loki he's trying to find a new purpose in life a new, like a new lease on life now now that he everything he's known for the last 2,500, 3,000 years of like one, you know, of like conveying this, this mystique of inspiring fear while he's a scared little boy inside. Or you think, you think he's trying to transition to like finding a new purpose of humility and like unselfishness? I feel like Loki is going to keep playing the game until he gets what he wants. I think that's ultimately what and ultimately who he is let me put it that way he is going to do whatever it takes to get him from point a to point b we saw that when he uh assumed uh odin's throne you know he he impersonated odin made thor go away from asgard and you know sent odin off to that (laughs) retirement home in new york i mean this is just who Loki is. You want to believe that there's good in him, but then at the same time, you also know that there's ulterior motives. You know, he said it in the previous episode that not every good person is good. Not every bad person is bad. So in other words, everyone has a little bit of both. Um, 
it just, I think he just channels it one over the other when it's going to be in his favor. So what is it? What is the end goal for, for, for Loki of the Odenheim? Is he trying to get the timekeepers to rewrite his whole fate? Is that, what is the, what is the end goal you guys think? And anybody answer this question, but I, I, I don't know myself. I think either he's going to try to assume control because from that line of the very first episode, you know, is this the greatest power, you know, ever or the universe, whatever that line was. And that's what he wants. He wants power, it seems. You know, he, he's not going to be king of Asgard. He's definitely not going to be, you know, king of the Odenheim or whatever, whatever that is. I think he, he's just seeking ultimate power. That's his glorious purpose, maybe, in, in his opinion. I'm not sure. I, I, I think he's definitely power hungry, but I, I also think that he wants to defy the odds. You know, there was in, I guess it was in episode two when he said, you know, these timekeepers are not going to determine my fate. He's, I'm paraphrasing. He said something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to, you know, he saw what happens with his life and he wants to, to change that. And, you know, I don't think that he's a full-blown, you know, Avenger, you know, good guy, but. Uh, he's part of the Revengers though. Remember with uh, Valkyrie and Thor. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From Ragnarok. I gotcha. So, um, gorgeous. Go no, I'm done. That's it. So does he, so the end of this series, does Loki get back to the main timeline? And when I say main timeline, does he replace Loki that died in that timeline? I don't think so. I don't think there is going to be a main timeline. <sighs> yeah. I'm not sure, honestly. I, I'd, I'd like for him to go back to the main timeline, but that's on the assumption that he's rewritten his, his life via the timekeepers or unless he's destroyed them or, you know, he just did it himself. I mean, that's the only way I could see him actually going to the main timeline. Otherwise it would just be him assuming the mantle of being over the TVA and doing whatever it is that he wants to do in that realm. I'm not sure. Um, I think we talked about this maybe last week or the week before about how we're seeing a lot of the original characters being uh, not done away with exit out. Thank you. And we're bringing in a new, you know, wave of, of characters. So I'm not sure where Loki's going to fall in that, but I would like to see him back. Just saying, give me more Tom Hiddleston. I will say this. I think George is right as well. I I think I said this in episode one. I think Loki's going to destroy the timelines, the Mm. TBA or the representatives of TBA. And I think it's all going to flow into strange multiverse of madness. And we'll see a whole bunch of new characters from all the other Marvel uh, properties play a role in phase is it phase five now no it's still phase four four still phase four okay yeah yeah so so on on that question because you mentioned multiverse um of madness we know that for sure doctor it's a doctor strange movie we know wanda is going to be in that movie now arguably so i think we can agree that wanda is probably like the most powerful um individual in this whole series right yes home realm okay but now let's talk about sylvia a little bit her powers of being an enchantress and being able to get into the memories of people who are i guess weak-minded and you know manipulate 
that way. I mean, could that go up against Wanda and her powers? It depends, because like like she said in the in this episode, her powers are only effective if you're dealing with a weak mind or somebody who has a weak constitution. She mm-hmm. could overpower Loki, and Loki's a god, but Loki, I mean, Loki's not more than more powerful people in Marvel. I mean, he's powerful, but yeah, compared to Thor and 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 you know Wanda, he's he doesn't compare. So, and Wanda's the most powerful of them all. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know what as, as we've, that we've seen as a far. So I don't know if Sylvie's power can rival that because like her power is only rivals if you can if you can take over your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just popped in my head about you know just if they were to go toe to toe. You know, we saw Wanda against Agatha. You know, and and that's because Wanda didn't know the the extent of the Scarlet Witch powers. Enchantress taught herself, right? Um, kind of much like Wanda because she said no one else taught her how to use her power. So it's like, I, I just, I wonder how they would interact, you know? I, it'd be an interesting, uh, it'd be an interesting se- a few scenes, you know, let me just put it that way, you know? I think I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, she, she might be the same level as Agnes maybe as far as, you know, witchcraft and sorcery mm. goes, but I don't think Sylvie seems strange or Wanda as far as power level. I mean, that's, that's a whole, that's PhD level, man. She might be, <laughs> she ain't PhD level, not yet. Uh, noted, noted. <laughs> I think this movie, while it seems like it's going to lead into the multiverse of madness, I think it's going to lead more into the, the Ant-Man quantum mania movie. That's it. Mm. I think that's going to be a, that's where you know if we see tom hiddleston again i would i would bet that it would be in that movie just a hunch i don't care where he shows up as long as he's there okay <laughs> so we pretty much covered everything in the episode but the the final part the planet is you know is, is exploding loki and sylvia are fighting their way through the guards they're trying to get on this arc then we see the arc is destroyed by by a meteor so my question to y'all, what does that mean? Are they stuck on this planet? Are they, are they on this dying planet? Are they going to die? Like, what's what do y'all think is next, like, for episode four? I think it's what Frank said, that uh, Mobius is going to come save uh, Loki and get him out of it. Okay. Or he's hiding the, the time pad, the real time pad that actually works, and they'll find a way to charge it. But I, I like the Mobius saving part. I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, um, I could go with either of those options. Um, I don't know if this plays any significance whatsoever. Uh, just one little detail. After Loki and them were thrown out of the uh, train that he no longer is wearing the variant jacket. So I'm not sure if that would be like a breadcrumb for someone from the TVA to you know try to locate him, that kind of thing. And that's how they get rescued. Um, anything goes at this point. Um, but I do like the notion that Loki is holding the actual uh, time pad. That way they can make it safe or make it out safely um, at the last possible second, I'm sure. I guess the final thing I'll say about the episode is last week we talked a lot about apocalypses and how like some of them didn't seem like apocalypses. This one, this one was an apocalypse. It was yeah. an apocalypse. Like when you're on a dying moon or whatever planet, like that's actually an apocalypse. So. <laughs> It's the end of civilization as we know it. Yeah. 
So did y'all have anything else you want to talk about from the episode? Um, I think the previous episode of Loki and Morbius cracking the code of these apocalypses, I think that's, I think Morbius puts two and two together and figures out which apocalyptic event Sylvie and Loki are at to, to find, to find them. I think, I think that's going to end up happening. Okay. Interesting. Uh, a little off topic from that, but because you did mention Mobius, I do want to just kind of touch on this. The fact that that everyone in the TVA is a variant. They, you know, C20 had been on Earth once upon a time, and, and that was the memory that was selected when we first saw Sylvie and, and her together having drinks. Could Mobius have been pulled from his timeline in the 90s because he's like obsessed with the 90s right you know the, the yeah, jet skis yeah, I think so. the I the so. the pop i don't know why i just said pop i'm from texas hello um the soda the the candy you know a, a lot of well maybe not the candy but a lot of things are 90s reference and he's just very like immersed in that that time so I, i'm just curious maybe that's the timeline that he's from yeah yeah i, I totally think that yeah quite possible yeah. for sure um yeah, that was a great revelation. I mean, mm -hmm. the episode was very stagnant to me, but that was a great revelation of finding out the, that these variants of people, pretty much they're, they're serving their time by having their minds wiped. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very intrigued to know what, what Morbius was before, um, before he got wiped, for sure. He probably owned a lot of jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> it, that is something that whenever you know whenever loki learns that you know he's like you know they they're uh they're at this tva they don't even know that they had other lives like he that seemed like mm -hmm. he's kind of maybe concerned about mobius or concerned about the people there so but i mean what y'all saying I, I didn't notice it but what y'all saying about peggy carter and agnes and all these other characters you might have seen maybe maybe those versions of those characters jump time and now they're serving the punishment as variants in the TBA as well, you know. Yeah. So on the note of Peggy Carter, are we gonna see Steve Rogers? No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the TBA should have been no sense to me. Like things that happen, yeah. happen like that doesn't make like who who decides what's supposed to happen. I don't I don't know. And that mm -hmm. I need more clarity on that. Uh oh, Justin decides what's <laughs> what's gonna happen. <laughs> that was a joke for our, our visual. Or viewers, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, but yeah. Um, so overall, like I said, this episode wasn't my favorite. It had its it had its you know good moments. Like I said, with the drunken Loki singing, that was fun for me, and um, uh, the revelation of obviously that TVA really isn't all that that they say they are. Um, so hopefully, we'll see more revealed. In the next episode, because there's only gonna there's only three more episodes after today. Can't believe that. It's insane. Yep, three down, three to go. So we're at the halfway point of Loki. Is there anything else y'all want to talk about before we get out of here? Gangs of London. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. I'm yeah. so happy. I got I got two of the I got two of the four watchers on this show and they're very pleased about this show and I'm very, very happy about that. I finally yes. watched it. It was good. I liked it. I watched the entire season in two days. So 
it was pretty good. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens next season. Yeah. Well, we can't, you know, at time of recording, can't talk a whole, whole heck of a lot because Frank still hasn't watched the season finale as of yet. Yeah. But um, once this premieres on YouTube and of course our different audio platforms um, will all be caught up, but we will be bringing individual recaps of every episode of Gangs of London. So if you're into this show, it's on AMC. It it has already finished its season, but we will be bringing you the recap. So that's 10 episodes. That's 10 weeks. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. Um, it's it's an intense show. It really is. And and I think out of the whole 10 episodes, there was one that was just effing ridiculous. Like absolutely effing ridiculous. <laughs> episode six exactly so if you're interested to find out what we're talking about be sure to tune into the future uh, for gangs of london episode reviews with frank george myself and maybe we'll get justin on board who knows we'll see Hopefully. and if you don't have amc plus uh amazon prime has this deal it's like 99 cents for two months so don't say i didn't tell y'all people so y'all can get that's it pretty good Let's yeah. get it, Justin. Let's get it, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think y'all just... got it covered. I think y'all y'all have already watched <laughs> it. I think I think you're ready to to do a podcast about it. I don't want to get in the way. Like I'm. Oh, uh, goodness. I, I think what? Justin's mad at me because I, I didn't I didn't give uh, Mojo World a chance. Mojo Modoc. Modoc. But no, no, no. I'm not. I just I don't have it, and I don't, I mean. I, uh, I don't really, I'm not really interested in it, honestly. Like, it's okay that we, we can watch different shows. Like, it's. You just need it. You, I'm not interested in it. I just, I'm not, I don't really like British people. Like, I'm not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yet yeah, you watched, you watched right all now. episodes of Gang of, uh, Games of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I can't even say the show anymore. <laughs> That was the British version with Games of Thrones. Yeah. No, um <laughs> and Sherlock. Is it because of Sherlock? Don't no, but I mean Sherlock. like uh Sherlock didn't help things. I'll just put it that way. No, um okay, let's do this. The office, the British version or the American version? Apples and oranges. Okay. I'm America all day. These colors don't run, okay? Yeah. And America wouldn't have its own version of the office is if it wasn't for the UK version fair but just know. like whose line is it anyway just saying it was a uk show first and then america got it the only difference is that seasons ran longer here in the, in the states than they did in the uk yeah okay uh, listen i'm happy for y'all i'm happy that y'all have a new show <laughs> and like i'm i'm you know what i'm eager to hear the pod or and watch the pod if it's going to be is it going to be both video and audio or what, what are y'all doing well, hold on, hold on. Before we get on that, just you about to watch House of the Dragon next season. Ninety-five percent of the cast is going to be British. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's completely different. It's completely different. It's, How's it different? It's no, because it's 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 not, it's not set in London, or it's not like it's not like it like you know like they're not literally. It's not modern. In, is it because it's not modern? No, it's. I mean, Game you like John like Wick. A, you like John Wick. There's British characters in John Wick. Just saying. Yeah. There's British characters in everything. I get that. This is but true. Like, but like this show, all I know about it is that it's British. Sorry. See ya. I don't need it. Like, it's in like, London. Gangs of 
London. I know Game of <laughs> Thrones is a genre I already like. And if they were if they were like American or British, I don't care because it's about the dragons and the, the swords and whatever. Just like Star Wars. Yeah, in Star Wars, some of the people are British, obviously. Well, okay, but that's a genre I like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know much anything about this. You're really show. comparing Star Wars to this right now? Like, no. No, I'm just <laughs> explaining to you because y'all brought up Game of Thrones and I'm explaining the difference. Is because it was Thrones- set in the UK. It was filmed in the UK. It's, it's UK actors. No, what I'm saying is all <laughs> I know about this show is it's based in London. I'm good. <laughs> and like, there are gangs in London. <laughs> Okay, but like it's. I think I think Justin's a lost cause at this point. All right, that's fine. That's fine. But again, Frank, George, and myself will be doing ten episodes over Gangs of London. Be sure to tune in in the future because we're going to wrap the whole series of Loki first, and then we're going to talk Black Widow because we have all been waiting. Natasha Romanoff and her jumpsuit. Let's just be real. I know Frank is down with what I'm talking about. Yeah. Also, <laughs> not British. Just saying. She's Canadian, though. So you have nothing against Canadian? Is she? She's Canadian. Okay. She's a twin as well, and she's Canadian. But she was born on the American side, right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> it's not how it works. Maybe. I don't- Okay. Your ancestors are gonna be really pissed off at you. Oh my, god. my ancestors? <laughs> I don't even know where my ancestors are from, honestly. I really I don't. I think I he don't. said there's German ancestry, I don't think so that, from, that might be it. I don't think they're from England. I don't think so. Well, it sounds pretty British or Irish or Scottish or I think, I think Boyd is probably more germ Germanic kind of thing. The on Victoria the third of Europe. <laughs> Hey, he's related to the Kaiser. I've been watching Euro 2020. Okay. Like, so I I get my fill of British people talking about footy. You know what I mean? About the the beautiful game. What does that even mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, you're not a soccer head like I am now. So, and see, I don't even say soccer anymore. I call it football. Okay. Says, says the guy wearing a baseball cap of the Astros. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, they Astros won nine in a row. They're killing it. I um, know they are. Good yeah. for them. So Astros. I'm lost in like what we're even talking about now. Gangs I, of London. I'm gonna say it one more time, Justin. I'm, you watch it. Can't watch it. You can watch it. I don't have the channel, and I don't have the means to have the channel. You have Amazon Prime. George just. I don't have a told you. I don't have a computer. <laughs> How are you doing this pod? This is. It's an illusion. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a variant. I'm pretty sure I'm a variant. I believe that. Yeah. I totally believe that. No, but I am looking forward to y'all's, uh, y'all's pod on that British show. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, Us talking about the show. Not the show. Not the show. <laughs> What's that? Who's that you ass all season long, Justin? Just saying, man. <sighs> oh, man. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of chatter about it. I'll be honest. Besides y'all talking about it. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's Frank. It's a Never lost. heard of that site. Never heard it's of a, that. It's a lost cause. Okay. Is that, is that we, a we've given up. site? We've right. given up on him. We'll to finale, but it's right. wrapping up. Cool. All right.
Yeah. Okay. Frank, watch the finale and then we'll all talk. Well, without Justin, we'll all talk about it because I've got. Don't leave me out. No, I'm kidding. No, we're leaving you out. You're dead to us. <laughs> I'll be uh, okay. I'll be okay. okay. Very well. I've got the NBA playoffs. I got Major League Baseball. I got soccer. I got everything. Superman and Lois. Oh, ah, show. yes. Frank, have you Let caught up on that yet? Over, uh, okay. Let it go. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, goodness. Okay. If, if people want to comment on social media about how smart I am to avoid watching games in London, or maybe it's the dumbest mistake of my life, how can they do that, Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin Boy's direct Facebook page is i'm just kidding uh no but seriously we do want to hear your thoughts about what you think of loki and if you've watched gangs of london as of now so be sure to look for the watchers in the basement on facebook twitter and instagram don't forget to head over to youtube and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you can be the first to find out the latest video uploads from us uh be sure to like and leave a comment we do respond to all of your comments out there thank you to everyone who have you know left your love and support for our podcast we really really do appreciate it and by spreading the word about this little podcast so you do that by using hashtag watchers basement on social media. And if you're not into video podcasts, you can listen to us on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to anchor.fm. Be sure to uh, rate us subscribe. And once again, share this podcast to those who don't know about us yet. So we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, so for Brittany, for George, for Frank, this is Justin saying we'll see you next week when we review episode four of Loki. See ya. Bye bye.